And welcome to Meathead Chatter. I'm trusting Preston, episode 40. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I think don't it's know. right. Whatever I it says know. on the title is right, regardless of what we say. Yeah, we don't know. We can't count very well. We are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck is that? Ice cream. Did you say that's like four net carbs? Is that oh, what you God, told? No, oh, no. I thought you told Ellen that had like low carbs. No. I was like, yo, that's a strawberry shortcake yeah, uh, thing. Oh, that looks good. Treat yourself. This is my third one today. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, they're only like 160 calories a piece. Dude, right? Sleeping on them frozen dessert things. Mm-hmm. I was just saying how um, we've been drink- eating a lot of popsicles, and a serving size of a Rocket Pop is three. Nice. We thought it was one. How many calories is that? Uh, Like 140 calories for three of them. Nice. I'm like, fuck yeah, or it's oh. like 40 calories for oh. one. I'm like, these don't even count. I'm not even tracking these. <laughs> I like vegetables, man. They're negligible. Anything below 100 calories doesn't get tracked. Anything below 100 calories is serving. No tracking. No necessary. Official. Yeah, no, I, I don't track that. That's good. So we're both pushing up calories. We're both trying to gain a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't stepped on the scale. I need to step on the scale and see where I'm at. I bet I'm, two, I bet I'm pretty close to 210 right now. 210. Yeah. I don't know. The weekend threw everything off. I finally, So I bumped mine from... Pardon me. Like 4,200 to like, I'm at like 4,400 now is what macro factor. Check the link in bio. Shameless plug. (laughs) Use code meathead, all caps, first two weeks for free. Ah. Um, But yeah, it has me bumped up and it's good, man, because I was like, I was like, like, came back from the wedding at like 277 or from the honeymoon Mm because I just drank and did fat people stuff and then uh, ended up. Got back on, on plan and just kind of went to my maintenance calories and got down to like 266. And it's been like inching my calories up. And this is the first day I've actually gone up in weight. I'm at 267 now. So, yeah. And you look good. Um, you know, Chris and I were Thanks. just, we're like joking about. I look like I lift. No, we were saying you look like you have an eating disorder. <laughs> and I, I know. This third ice cream. Eating begs disorders to aren't fun to joke about but they like you do you look to joke about you look like you've lost a lot of weight you look really really lean yes yeah, because like, that's because you've like had that mass you've since... had that massonomic shirt for a hot minute and yeah. i've seen you all number of bodies uh-huh. body uh, well yeah because i've i've been, you had uh, that in 300 I, yeah that when i was like 297 or so and uh yeah now i'm down to like 267 but got about eight pounds to put on i want to i want to be sitting right at 275 for worlds i don't want to cut weight but i want to be at the top of the class so Right, I um, and then that's what we were talking about this morning is uh, or this afternoon. I'm gonna try and push my body weight up to 20. Yeah, get it, boy. I'm at uh, 33. I think it's 33 actually a day. Let me look. Um, I am, of course, it's rough because I don't track it super duper. 3600. Sorry. Okay. I don't track it super closely, so I don't right. pay the money for it. But like, as soon as we start cutting down, I'm gonna start tracking a lot more closely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'll probably know what else I've been eating money. a lot of as I'm trying to gain weight. What? As you drip ice cream on the floor? No, it was just one of the crumblies. Oh, you got ice cream in your beard too. Worth it. You got it. <laughs> we should have lied. We should have done, done this live stream so they could watch you try and figure out where is it at? <laughs> watch me try to eat ice cream. Right. Um, I've been doing like a little package, like the dollarish package of Swedish fish that you can get at Walmart. Yeah. I go there and buy them out. Like, every time I go to Walmart, I get, like, six packs of them. Oh, fuck. And uh, they're good, man. It's, like, under 400 calories, but it's, like, I I have, like, my shake in the morning. Then I go get two breakfast burritos at, at 
Burger King because I'm a fat kid. Uh, and then I'm like, man, I'm still a little peckish. I could that's that was my savory, salty feeling. I could use a little, little something sweet. And then I, <laughs> I smash a you know 400 calories of Swedish fish, and it's uh, just as good as it sounds. I, don't, I you know what I um I, I want to talk shit, but I have uh, every morning I have one or two Uncrustables depending on what time my body wakes me up. Yeah, oh, I fucking love Uncrustables. They're good. They oh, go bad though. They, I don't like what? No, they you get freeze them. Stale. You freeze them. But then you got to take them out and like fucking thaw them. No, you don't. You just eat them all crispy. Yeah, that's the best part. I'm gonna like, have to try that because I, I like like because like, so, it's like biting into a peanut butter. Like the peanut butter is kind of hard, but it's not super hard. The so it's like a, it's like candy bar out of the fridge. Kind yeah, of it's like it's okay. nice and I like it. And then you don't have to worry about the uh, sandwich getting soggy. Yeah. So my because like I hate I, soggy I use bread. Them, I use them a lot on meat day. I like get them the night before. They'll be frozen. I'll throw them in the fridge, and then they're oh. like, then they're like, they're perfect for about two days. But then if you don't eat them all, first of all, how get, the hell are they, they making stale. it past meat? Day? They get stale. Well, I get well. So originally, I got like the big ass like Sam's container. That's the size you need. Really? Yeah. You how like much you eat? On, how much you eat on meat day? No, I just have like one or two. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'll, get, I'll, eat, I'll go through a four-pack, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll save money and get the uh, Sam's Club pack and then just, you know, eat them later. And then two days later, after they're in the fridge, they're, they're like stale bread. It's gross. Right. Actually, I'll be quite honest. I'm going to leave here, and I'm going to go get one. Do it. Like, I eat, like, th- two or three a day. Like, one in the morning. And it's literally, and I was telling Chris this this morning, um, right. our buddy at the gym, uh, I just don't, like, I don't spend time in the morning eating. Mm-hmm. Um, because of my sleep schedule is so fucking broken. Yeah, that's why uh, your recovery is so That's why my broken. recovery is 31%. If you want to know if your recovery is broken, so, check, the, check the description for the so, whoop link. So <laughs> I got the I got the whoop app, the whoop app and whoop. thing, because I wanted to know where my sleep was. And I've been well, I've been wanting to, you know, monitor my sleep a little bit more closely. I knew it wasn't great, yeah. um, but I didn't know how bad it was. So I was like, oh, you know, I go to bed at like 1, 2 o'clock. I'm getting like six, five hours of sleep. Which is shit, but you're only asleep for how long? So I'm in bed five, six hours. Yeah. I'm getting three and a half hours of sleep. Ugh, that sucks, Like, I dude. sleep three and a half hours a night, So, and I told Chris this. If this you're morning. trying to win this bet between us at Worlds, you're going to have to I gotta, sleep. I got to get the buddy. dial. Well, it, so our, our our personal schedules, me and Hannah's, are just too, yeah. it doesn't allow for it. It will, you know, in the month or so. You're just in a rough season. Yeah, which is no big deal. Um but anyway, back to what I was saying, uh, I told Chris, I said, well, so here's my philosophy. Um, all my calories are really back in. Uh, you know, I eat a lot of my calories at the end of the day. Whether that's good or not, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. You pick your pick your research study. Um, Leighton Norton says calories in, calories out. I am a it, big believer. It's pretty accurate. Like calories in, calories out. Like I'm not a professional athlete. I'm not an IFBB pro. Anabolic window you know is not Lane, a real thing. Lane Norton? You're still kind of cunty, but I 100% agree with you here. Right. And so I was like, okay, so as a lifter, I know that if I sleep 30 more minutes and have don't have a chance to eat like a full breakfast, mm-hmm. I know that's not going to damn me because the sleep is far more important. And I was going to do the, right. like, like I was going to ask you, which would you rather do? Would you fast for the first three or four hours of your day? Be a little hungry or a little peckish, you know, because the Uncrustable is not enough. Right. Or... And and get get a little bit of extra sleep, an extra hour of sleep, or sleep would you for sure? Like yeah. like because you can make up the calories, you can't yeah. make up the sleep. Yeah, like you can't once the day starts, you can't just randomly like take naps, an hour nap. Naps can help. It does help. I do take but naps it's not periodically. The same, 
but, but it's, it's, it's yeah. not the same as just getting straight eight hours or whatever. Right. Well, and and so it helps, but um, I because I track it pretty consistently. Um, I don't hit rim. Yeah. When I uh, when I do a nap, I don't get my rim cycle. I get my deep, my light. You know everything, but REM sleep. Yep, and the REM is what you're actually really right. Wanting, and so, so and Cause I don't because that's when you get your GH release, right? Which sucks because I don't get a lot of REM sleep anyway. And so I don't know. I, oh, I mean, it's probably the stress that I've got going on. Yeah, right now. that's fucking up my sleep. Even the stress more. and the schedule. I mean, you don't like to go to bed until after she gets home, and she right. doesn't get home till super late. So right, and and even then, I'm just so wired weirdly like last night for example she and i were home together we were we were together all day yesterday um but i wanted to cook i need to cook right like i gotta cook fuck i don't have time to cook i'm gonna do it all night so i was up until 11 30 i think hmm. cooking 11 30 12 o'clock cooking Dang. but like gotta fucking eat man and unfortunately yes, and bumping up those calories requires as, yep Requires a little bit more time and effort, thankfully. Or a little, uh, more, little bit more rocket pops. Right. Thankfully, um, you know, Uncrustables are great. Uh, rocket pops are great. Um, you know, I, we're, we're switching out uh, oatmeal for cream of rice, cream of wheat. A little bit more bang for your buck for that complex carbohydrate. Dude, speaking of, uh, even though we weren't, speaking <laughs> of like like food and nutrition, and then, then I went off a tangent, I'm like, holy shit, did you see Anthony Deal? No. Hold what? on, let me pull this up. I don't Anthony Deal, so he was a He's controversial. Mer- America's strongest man. Everyone's controversial if they actually speak their mind. Yeah. Just most right? people actually sen- my boss. Most people censor themselves like pussies. My boss and I were literally joking about that today. Yeah. Damn. He looks He looks Peel. good. Peel. Yeah. Wow. He's still five weeks out from his first bodybuilding show, and that's like stage ready right there. Yeah, he's pretty close. He is like the level of veiny going on with him right now. Look at that tri- shit. Oh yeah, he's he's nice and crispy. So first picture is two seventy five. He's got defined six pack, maybe eight pack, and the second picture he's two thirty one right now. Wow. So he like, I don't know. Like, what else is he, he gonna pull? He doesn't look like he lost any muscle. Yeah, what's he gonna pull? I don't know, man. He is Where's like he get, how much leaner? He's can like he... he's like branch worn, grainy muscle, yeah. veiny shredded. Like, and I love that's one of the things I loved about branch worn physique that graininess, and that comes right. from like heavy shit, right? That muscle density, and Anthony coming from strong man, right. has that shit, right? You know, uh, so he's gonna put on a real good show at his first uh, competition. So I'm excited to see that. Right. Yeah, he's just that. It's ridiculous. It made me want to like. After worlds like cut, cut, right? Well, so and that's like the thing I'm battling right now is I really want to cut. I want to stay cut, cut because like I want to cut after worlds, man. You got like goals. I stay lean, like I'm staying no, no. lean, rather lean right now. Wait, like I want to maintain this leanness and not bulk. I want you to cut, cut, cut. You are you mean like hardcore? Yeah, you want to be veiny at worlds, and you want to weigh 181 going into the 198 class. And then when we have our hundred dollar bet on who uh, out, who out dots oh, points each yeah. other, I'm gonna like eat your fucking lunch. Yeah, you would. I <laughs> I don't even think I'd get my body weight down to 181 pounds. Like it would be. No, you'd be ridiculous. I would be. <sighs> you'd I be could, weak as shit, and you'd lose a lot of muscle. I could do it. I think I could. I could cut that much. That'd be what 181. That's 15 or 25 pounds of water. I could do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Because I, I, I could wanna, do 25 I pounds of water. Whip your ass at world. <laughs> I would. Um, 
be absolutely miserable. Yeah. Absolutely miserable. Because this is what, what I'm right now is I think about what I would walk around at um, when I'd cut down to 181. God, that's so crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could do it, but like the water cuts are brutal. Well, and I was going to say your 181 performances weren't that amazing because it was such a brutal water cut. Right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, well, I never, I never rehydrated the proper way. Yeah. Um, I never well, really got an IV. I was, just I was gonna say, if you're cutting 20 pounds of water and you're like a 200 ish pound person, 10 pound, that's 10%. you need you need an IV if you want to actually recover. Yeah, and I I just don't, and yeah. so we're not going to. Yeah. If we water cut, we'll water cut five pounds, three five pounds, and that's fine. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. If I can get like somewhere between like 275 and 280, and then cut to 275 the week of, like, right. I, can just, I can just do that by like. Not eating like an asshole, like one, le- one less mozzarella stick a day. You know? Right, like you, you make one <laughs> small change for yeah. the week. Like, yeah, you just, and even one then. Less, one less strawberry shortcake ice cream. Or you just take a diuretic or cut out creatine. Yeah, just just drink one of those magnesium citrates and just <laughs> shit the night before, about or, 10 yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah, I, I never did the shit diuretic, the shit uh, cleanse, but. 75 cents, baby, 5 to 10 pounds right there. Really? That, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, it was, uh, you ever poop and it just sounds like you're peeing? Yeah, it was that like the whole night. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, you would have. I to... I was peeing clear out of my asshole. You would have to. Um, first of all, baby wipes. Yeah, well, I got a bidet. So or I would, yeah. I would bidet. Yeah. yeah, you would bidet that. Everything would be raw, even with baby wipes. Um, oh, that just sounds horrible. Yeah, it was not fun. I don't recommend it. But that sounds terrible. It was. It was, was that, that for a colonoscopy? No, or was so that, that was for that, that was the meat I was cutting to two forty two for. Um, and I only did that because I had I was still recovering from that back injury. And I yeah. knew I wasn't going to hit what I needed to to qualify as a 275-er, uh, but I could as a 242. Right. And then I bombed out on bench because you, I, I had different range of motion, and right. I never, yeah. And I you could, passed I didn't, out. I didn't and hit, you passed out on deadlift. And you passed out on that was that, a, No, was I was a 275-er then. Oh, was it? Yeah. I was at the Fort Wayne meet where I just did push-pull. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, this I was, I think this was like before I met you. This is when I lived in Indy before I moved up to Oh, Lafayette. okay. Yeah. I haven't uh, passed out from a lift. I'm going to need to push myself a little harder. I haven't passed out, got just bloody start, noses. Just start failing lifts and don't drop the bar. You'll pass out. Well, so that's the thing. So probably, next time you fail a deadlift, don't drop the bar. That's probably why. <laughs> um, that's probably why I'm not passing out is because we don't. Fuck, my my heaviest RPE is like eight. Yeah. Although I went max reps I've today. only done it once, though. So, I mean, it's. I think I was just a little dehydrated, too. Probably. I, I did a little bit of a weight cut. You know what? I did one. get dizzy at one of my meets uh, when I cut down to 181. But, well, that's... Fuck 181. Fuck, yeah, right? I'm too tired. 181's for, like, five foot six for ladies. motherfuckers. And strong women. Very strong women. <laughs> five foot eight skinny dudes and strong women. So, in the world of lifting, as you know, this is a lifting podcast. Uh, have you seen anything cool? Anything cool come across the... The grams. It's been really quiet. There's nothing major going nothing on in the, really so, in, the, sticking out. in the social media world. So I'm curious as to why we USAW went, like, Nationals was this past weekend. But nothing's blown up on my Instagram. Yeah. It's interesting because like I think this is like powerlifting world is kind of very quiet right, right now. now. Um because it it seemed like there was a period where it was back to back to back weekends where you had like big ass fucking meets with big ass lifters or people moving some I, big shit. I will say though, shout out to my teammate Andrea Dowling. She's uh, she works with John North, my mm-hmm. homie, and we're on the Attitude Nation stuff. I did her nutrition for a while. She got second at nationals. Oh, go her! So it was her first nationals. Good deal. Uh, she's dude. She's potentially like future Olympian. Um, and then Ryan. Oh my god, 
Why do I always forget his last name? It starts with a G. So back when I lived out in North Carolina and trained at Travis Mash's gym, mm-hmm. Ryan was there and he was like 15. <laughs> and uh, he was doing like teen CrossFit competition stuff. And he was went to the CrossFit games as like teen mm-hmm. and like did pretty well. Blew the fuck out of nationals this year and won gold and just smoke show. Oh, he had, really? He did a clean and jerk. You guys should look this up. Oh, I'm sure God. you'll find it. He did a clean and jerk where he caught the jerk. And then he was a little off balance, and it spun him 180 degrees. Oh, I did see that. That's Ryan. I saw that. Yeah. That was impressive yeah. as fuck. and he saved it, and then he slammed it. And then in the background, you'll see Travis Mash, his coach, my old coach, and my homie John North there on the side filming it. I'm going to have to find that video, because yeah. that was, like, really fucking yep. impressive. Well, I knew He's he was... He's a big-ass kid. He is strong as shit. He is a big dude. Um, and I tell you what, man, uh, Madlifts Morgan mm-hmm. McCullough. Um, he's, he's out of Travis's gym. Uh, I think him, his mom was, was a powerlifting coach for Travis for a while for some of his people. And she's doing her own thing now. Uh, okay. She's like an international elite lifter too, drug free. And, uh, yeah. So he came out of there. I mean, mash puts out some fucking monsters and he, his programming's hard as shit, but it, uh, it works. Uh, Nathan Damron national champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of Travis's guys before he went out to Cal strength. He was out there when I was training. Hunter Hunter Elam was one of his girls. She's national champ weightlifter. Um, he's he's good gym putting out some monsters. Um, you know, now that we're talking about these world class athletes, did you? Uh, so IPF Worlds was like a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Did you? Uh, did see it any, take three weeks to get done? Did you see any? Well, no, we just fucking. Oh no, that's USAPL Nationals. No, <laughs> um, but did you notice like? There wasn't a lot of, like, noise. And maybe it's just because of, like, my Instagram and the people I follow. But so, I, there was not a lot of noise going on with so those USA, lifters. So USAPL isn't or I mean, IPF anymore. It's, well, I meant, it's one I, America, No, I right? meant just IPF. So I, the I IPF didn't make a lot of noise either. So I, I don't know if, like, is there a shadow? So I'm not sure because I know there was a split, right? Because when, when USAPL yep. is no longer IPF, some of the best people stayed with them because they want – Whatever they like the, USAPL or, or USAPL is doing the pro thing now, so they're having some money right. meets and stuff. But then I know Ray Williams and some of the heavy heavy hitters, the ba- some of the biggest went, names, went stayed. to the the One America or wh- whatever right. the new federation is that is IPL affiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, just because to them going to Worlds and winning Worlds matters more than winning some cash right. against people. They um, just Heather beat the Connor shit out of. went. Um, who else? Uh, Turbo Tiff. So, like, there were some big names, but it was just interesting because, like, last year it seemed like there was a lot more coverage of it mm. than this year. And I'm curious if to, like... Now, so we follow mostly American lifters and stuff, so I wonder if, I like... I follow a lot of, like... I follow, like, Canadian. Okay. I follow Jessica Butner and, like, even them. They yeah, weren't, they didn't she's post, I mean, she had a fucking crazy. beast of a meet, but, yeah. like, there wasn't a lot of, like, on King of the Lifts or, or like, hmm. even... Because King of the Lifts reposts her stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot. And like I was going to say I've seen them repost like training stuff for those guys. Yeah, but like there was not. It was very quiet and I wonder very if curious. it was like no recording there or something. I wonder or? if something happened, like something bad happened. Like it did not go well. It was not like Huh. Like it was not re- well received. I I don't know because um like Heather Connor had ho- had a horrible experience. Really? Yeah, and and people were kind of like dragging her through the mud because Are her she, and Jose still a thing? I don't think so. Okay. I was going to say I, I just just message talk him. And, I just talked to Jose like two days ago. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I don't think so. But no, she posted how she had like a horrible experience. The it was, entire it was June fourteenth, right? So like two weeks ago, 
Results and recap. And so she like posted about not doing well and someone drug her through the mud and blamed like her mental health and was like, you can't, that's not a good excuse. And I'm like, no, that kind of is. Well, sometimes people just have shit days too. Right. Like, and then, so they were like saying she has no business making up those excuses. And I'm like, fuck you. Hey, people. if Simone Biles got to. Right. Then why can't Heather? Right. Well, I, I mean, and my thing is, is like. Okay, something had to have happened because well, and so much of of competing, especially in a max sport like this, like right. I mean, competition is big time mental. If you're not going up to the bar knowing you're going to hit that right. shit, if you you can is, be fucked. Like yeah. these are weights that will hurt you if you don't do them right. And if you're right. having a head game about it, like no, I think that shit matters more than the whole prep. Right, you can I, have the best prep ever, but you come to the meet like pissed off or in a weird state, you're gonna fuck your meat. Right, yeah. I mean, and that's and that's you know probably what happened. I know she had several issues. There were several lifters that had significant travel issues. And mm. I'm, where was it this year? South Africa. Okay. Like her flight was delayed and then canceled, and like these these. I mean, like, there were some new records and stuff. There were too. Some, I know, and there were some lifters that like almost didn't even get to make it and get to compete just because they couldn't get because there. of travel was so bad. Interesting. And I'm wondering if that's why. But like, yeah, it's it's so weird because like it was two weeks ago. What do you know about it? Huh? Yeah, nothing until I'm reading the site right now. Right. Uh, looks like USA dudes. We got silver in the 66-kilogram class, which, I mean, are they really even dudes? Right. Um, Masson always did a podcast about the 59-kilogram weight class and how, like, worldwide there's only, like, 30 pe- or 200 people in it total. Oh, really? And then, like, that one in the 66 together is still, like, under 1,000 people total. Yeah. It's and one of those- why are those two weight classes in existence when there's, like, if you compete in it, you're in the top 200 in the world. Right, right. And it's, like, That's the crazy. record's aren't super competitive they're all presets here in the states well and then people were bitching about because they people got on the comments and were firing back and they're like well it's not fair because i can't get up to that weight class because of blah 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 and and then it's like well okay um what is it 105 plus is super heavyweight right so a 240 pound dude competing against a 400 pound dude is more fair than a 130 pound dude competing against 148 pound dude right fucking suck a dick get, man. get your ass like, up there no if anything there should be combined and there should be like a differentiated it at, should be at a, like, it was a 66 kg or below like yeah like, that's that's really what it i mean be. honestly it should be 74 kg or below because that's what 181s and under mm. 181s what 80? Uh, 81.7 kilos or something, or oh. 87.1 kilos or something like that. That's weird. I don't remember. It's like a weird number. It but is a yeah, very weird it's, number. Uh, 83. 83 kilograms or is, 181. is the 181. So I'm okay with there being like, like let's go like 83, se- 70. Yeah. yeah, like the, se- yeah, and then below. And then if you're a 74, you can figure out how to cut to, to 70, or you can go hang out with the 83s and then once right. you get once you get into like the the 90 kilo guys like the 200 pound plus guy 200 pound guys there's a shit ton of 198 right. or i guess 93 kilograms is the world with the world's one well so 93 for, uh, so IPF, ipf ipf uses different weight classes than than us okay and then IPF, that's 10... ipf also has a 105 class which is the 231s because mm-hmm, they, they also have a 120 class which yes is, is what, 242 two, 260 it's no 242 two, 242 is 110 uh, no yeah. Do the math cuz I thought cuz 100 kilos is 220. I thought yeah, that's right. They have yeah. like weird they don't have the same weight classes yeah, as Yeah, cuz we're 140s um, are 308s, 125 is 275. And then 110 and then 120, it's, 120 is 265 I think. But but yeah. if you're heavier than 265, 
you're 270, if you're me, right, that's you're competing pretty... against Ray Williams. Right. Well, actually, <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny. Sorry, Chris, we're going to talk about this. Um, so my coach is, I think, cutting down and going to compete 242. Go him. Like, he looks really, really good, really strong. Dang. Because he's a 275er normally, right? Yeah, I mean, he's really lean. He's holding it well. His numbers are holding strong. But, like, he's now in Jamal Browner's class. Well, his de- he needs to pick up something because he's giving up, well, you know, well, well, so he's gonna lose 100 the deadlift. pounds plus on deadlift. He's going to lose the deadlift. But so, like, Hannah and I were discussing, is like. He's a good bencher, though. Yeah, so we were like, can Chris is being a well round, a more well-round, well-rounded lifter trump Jamal Browner's 1,000-pound deadlift he may hit? I mean, it can. The total is what matters. But the trick is, Jamal right. is a 400-plus bencher, too. Right. At 242. And I forget what he squats, but he's a pretty strong He's got a six, squatter, He's too. got a six, uh, med, med seven, I think. Yeah. Um, so he's squatting over seven. He's benching over four. And, you know, he's just wrecking the fucking world with his fucking his impressive thousand deadlift. pound deadlift. The problem is, so, and this is what I was thinking about, is he he loses that lift a lot. Do you ever watch him deadlift? He loses his deadlift pretty, mm. pretty not not like consistently, but it's... If I live, if I lost it as much as he did, I would be a liar if I didn't say it. What it was, it was in my head on meat day because he pulls mm-hmm. hook grip. Well, especially because the difference when it comes to the deadlift, that's when the pressure is going to be on because right, it's like okay, I have a you know a hundred twenty pound lead on Jamal. I need to hit all my deads, and then it'll be close. Right. Yeah. Well, and Chris is because they they're both going to compete at the pro, okay, the American Pro or whatever the hell nice. that they're doing for the. Um, WRPF for RPA, I don't remember. I really don't remember what the federation is that's doing the American Pro for. Uh, I'm really bad. Like I pay attention to my lifters that are competing, right? But I I don't pay attention to like you know top tier. I just don't look like I care about my lifts, right? And I care about people that are kind of right around my level that I might compete against at Worlds or whatever. But even then, I don't really know them. Well, and I hate that there's so many federations. Purely for the the bullshit that I was just saying. I'm like, I don't know which federation has this pro and like right. there's so many fucking different federations that are giving out mid money meets. Right. Here's my thing. We we consolidate federations. We no longer have this political you can't bullshit. Do, you can't do that though, because the federations are independently owned by individual people. I know. Yeah. Which it sucks, but like so, so unless unless they're like, yeah, I don't want to have a career anymore. Right. Well, it for the athlete's sake, like we we have a bunch of small little meets, right? Where you know we've got a handful of USPA meets that give out you know a couple thousand several thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like I think the tribute is USPA, and you know top the current was the the current used to be. It's now WRPF. Okay, um, but you know you've got there's, showdown meet right. There's there's well, but but the reality ten is, meets that are given out fifty grand a piece. The, different the, federations. The reality so, is, people will pay the federation fee to go there. You right. do see the best people going to the money meets because right. that's what they do. Like it, the federation doesn't matter. The, right. the only reason the federation could, matters is when it's people like you and me that are good but not great. Right. Competing against other people that are good but not great. Well, I was just thinking from a a. a, a from an athlete uh, earning potential, I feel like that would be the way to, like, promote and encourage more like money. So, so you would, have like corporate need, sponsors would, for powerlifting who all put money into a bucket. What would need to happen, and this is what happened back in the day with the WPO in the early two thousands, is 
uh, I'm not sure on this one point, but they that was where you went to make money powerlifting. Right. The payouts were so much more than any other federation was offering, if they were even offering anything, that it, it was basically like, okay, if a meet was given out 20 grand, WPO would be given out like 70 grand. Right, and I think that's kind of what the WRPF is now. Yeah. Because that's, and, I think, the all the big think, money meets I think are. that's what's what's going to happen is you're going to see, like, a consolidation of powers, not not out of voluntary, but because one company, one federation is going to come out and be like, look, we're going to put our meets pretty close to these other money meets, and we're going to pay more. Right. And fuck those guys. We're going to get all the good guys because there is more money here. Right. You might get a good guy that's like, well, all the good guys are going to be at that meet, so I can actually win money if I go here. You might have a little bit of that. Right. But people who are top tier in powerlifting, they're not in it for the money. They're in it to be the fucking best. Like, that's Ray Williams' perfect example. Yeah. He, he he went out of USAPL and went to the new one that's the IPF affiliate because to him, he wanted to know he was the best drug-free in the world. Right. Not make a little more money. Right. And, you know, and I, I support that and I respect that. And I think that's smart. Um, I, I would be curious... Uh, to see membership numbers, 2022 membership numbers of... I bet they're probably posted. I mean... At the annual meetings, they have to... They, most oh, organizations well, make because, that public. Well, because, like, I would be curious to see how many WRPF members there are. I, I really think there's a lot. Yeah. I, I think, if I'm going to be honest, I think it's USPA 1, WRPF 2. Really? So that's... You think USAPL that's 3. 3 and then RPS 4? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think... I think that the WRPF is putting out enough big meets mm-hmm. and is putting out enough money. And that's incentive, and, right? Like, and like, like it's an incentive because those are meets you have to qualify mm-hmm. for. So you got to, you got to put your money, so you, have you got to, you have put to put money pay, out. You have to go compete and then you get to do the thing. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. And then, you know, you got USBC, which is gaining some, I would say USBC. They're super, super new. Um, but I would put USPC above RPS and membership. I don't know how big right RPS. Now, yeah, I don't RPS know. RPS was the third biggest for like the last decade. Right. I mean, it was a pretty big gap between right. it was USPA, USAPL, RPS and the gap was very large. Right. But USPA is only like 18 months old. Or USPC is only oh, 18 yeah, months old. Oh yeah, I know. Old. I remember when they when Now they at- will they will take it. Oh, I'm sure, for sure. Because I know so Cody of course is involved in that and he's actually moving to right. a more upper level administrative level oh, for them. He? Good. Um, go he's on, actually go him. he's actually working with a guy right now to kind of take over as like the running shit like Cody does in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um because he's taking a seat higher up yeah. the food chain to get things growing because like he's fucking good at shit. Right, he's very good at yeah. it. I mean, I've been to several meets with different federations. USPC meets my favorite. It is super fun. So I I'm like, torn, man. I really I really love USSF. Yeah, you do. I love you the suck I dick. love the rules. Um, it's a smaller federation, so when you win nationals, it's not like winning nationals at USPA or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's fun, man. I really like the people there. I really like that I can have a four lift meet, including an overhead press. Right. I just fucking love that lift. I love the no bullshit. But I wish they'd let you wear wraps, and I wish there was a deadlift bar. Right. So it's sleeves, so I'm always going to have a shitty squat there. And my deadlift is never going to be as good as it could be. But, man, it, I like that I can do online meet and qualify. Right. And I just do one big nationals a year. But then I'm like, man, so 2023, do I want to do that? Or do I want to, like, go USPC 
and then do their nationals because I'm doing that. It's probably about the same time as the USSF one. So I can't really do both, but man, I'd really like to go do USSF again. I really like those guys. Well, and my thing was, is when I looked at the USPC, I looked at some of their records. They're some pretty good fucking lifters. At one time they weren't that great, but now that some people are starting to get some traction, they're like, um, so the dude that just did the Fort Wayne one, oh fuck, this was March. Uh, 198 had a 17, 80, 1800 pound total. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right, where the fuck did you come from? Homie? I was, I was uh, at- it was Brad's client. It was one of Brad's oh, clients. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, well, who the hell are you? But fuck off. I, uh, I was doing, I was looking at, um, the numbers for the 275ers for USPC. I was trying to decide if I wanted to do USPA or, or IPL worlds this year, or if I wanted to right. do like USPC nationals and support my homie. Um, and, uh, I looked at like the numbers and I was like, well, I got a shot at podiuming at IPL Worlds, but right. I ain't going to be anywhere near shit on USPC. Yeah, and that, that two seventy, those two seventy five. Well, that oh, USPC yeah, is getting there's popular. people that are like that are like you know eight hundred squat in the two seventy five class. Well, there's a there's a upper sevens poll. There's a couple. I can't remember if it was an eight or like upper sevens, but I was looking at the even the state records. I'm like, well, can't touch that shit. Well, so. What's the rule difference between USPC and WRPF? I, I honestly I don't know a lot about WRPF, but I imagine they're pretty similar. I feel like if they're they pretty use, similar because they're if both... If they use monos, they're going to be Yeah, real they're similar. both mono. Um, uh, bench bar? Uh, WRPF does not use a bench bar. Okay, so USPC has the option of using a Texas power bar or a Texas That's bench right. bar. Um, I like bench bars. Dude, I love... I, that, That's why I like the APF. That was a, a I spoiled myself purchase. But I love that fucking bar. Well, <laughs> fuck so expensive. Sat- what was like it? Saturday. Bucks. Sa- well, you know what my problem with the bench bar is? What? I'm trying to bench press and do do 45 pound math, and it's 55 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that damn bar. I mean, I just like that it doubles as a squat bar. Right. Well, I squatted with it. Yep. And then I have my. I, uh, I couldn't tell that. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't tell the difference well, between so that and a squat bar. It's not as long as a squat bar. The plates don't hit sit out. Quite right. as far as a squat bar, so it's shorter, but it's a little. It's two millimeters less, but because the plate's sitting closer, the bounce is it's damn near identical. I couldn't tell the difference really. Um, I mean, and for space reasons, it's nice to have the bar be a little right. shorter, especially in my my home gym here. Right. Um, and then I have their bodybuilder bar. I love that bar, which is super solid. Um, I just throw bumper 55s right. on the inside and then it feels like a texas deadlift right. bar because it's a little shorter than normal yeah i i love that bar um hell i was using that on sunday as well or yeah. saturday as well and i think fuck i want to train on it more because and i i told you this i said the knurling on a texas bar is just it's it, it it doesn't make sense like you know what's funny i was doing rdls and i wanted i was like i'm gonna lose it after rep two. Oh no and the knurling just Bites in and that's the just Cer- enough. That's the Cerakote, right? Too. It just bites in just enough to hold. But yeah. had it been a Rogue bar or a Kabuki bar, you would have lost it. I would have. It would have ripped my hand open. Yep. And so, like, like you know, that's that's a big deal for me. So I love Texas Power Bars. I love them so much. That I hit them up to like get an affiliate link. Oh, I love pushing their shit because. I, I haven't had a Texas Power Bar product that I didn't just love. Yeah, no, Texas um, Texas Strength Systems. In their in uh TexasPowerBars.com. Is it I thought it was and, Texas Strength Systems. Uh that they make strongman equipment. Oh, what That's it is? a different company. Oh well yeah. another company just got a shout out. Good go you. <laughs> um but yeah, I love their stuff and they hit me back. They're like, 
we appreciate you wanting to, you know, spread the word and, and help us grow. But unfortunately, we don't offer an affiliate program. I'm like, fuck. Right. But, I mean, I like their products, so I still recommend it to people. Um, that being said, we do have affiliate links to other options in the description here. We have a Bells of Steel. We have a Titan. If you want to, like, hate everything, you can you can shop there using our affiliate link. So, uh, hang on. <laughs> hang on. So, I like Titan equipment. I hate Titan version 1 equipment. Titan, ha- you have to be selective. There are some pieces, so we we just got a GHD, the, mm-hmm. the badass Titan GHD in the gym, mm-hmm. and that is a great piece of equipment. Arguably, I, I was just telling Chris this today. It is in probably gym, one of the best pieces that Titan I, makes. It's the one variable that I haven't been able to like exercise and like do in my training because I haven't had GHR. Yep. And... I used to use them all the time in high school. I loved them. They're, I like they're so. I was good. so. I hate them. But explosive they're good. and strong, like I could. I loved it. It was such a great tool for like athletes so to like build explosiveness and keep you know the else? injury risk way low. Well, I sh- I get a shit on Tyson Titan. About half their products suck a bag of dicks, but about half their products are fucking great. So that GHR is awesome. SSB. The SSB is the I best think it's better bang than, for your buck you I think will I, find. I, I cannot see a reason to buy the SSB from Elite FTF. I love the Elite FTF. The padding's thicker. Is it thicker? It's denser. Oh. Um, so our bar at the gym, you will notice if it gets heavy, the padding... It, 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 it does, but like the padding's broken down. But you're talking three hundred bucks versus five hundred bucks. Yeah, and that's commercial use. If you're just buying it for your home gym, that should have last forever. Right. Um, their drop pads are the best bang for so the buck good. drop pad you will ever get. Um, I'm trying to think what else that I have of theirs. They're they're I like I really like my wall mounted space saver racks. Oh yeah, eleven gauge three by three steel. Oh no, I was telling Hannah bucks. about that. She's like, really, it's good. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't realize, babe. I like. Banged into it. Oh, it's solid. And it's like, not even bolted down. That's just in the wall. I know. They're like dense. Yeah. Like way better than the ones we have at the gym. Yeah. Like, yeah, those are two by three. I think they're better I, than... I think they might be 11 gauge steel, but they might be 16 gauge steel at the gym too. Yeah, I, I know. So at Park West, where you and I used to train, they had a whole rogue cage. A rogue rack. It's three by three. Yeah. It's 11 gauge three by three steel is 11 that gauge rogue three rack, by three that steel. That rogue rack at, at Park West, nothing compared to this rack. Well, so that is also, you're it's talking about um, freestanding versus the ones that I have. They stick out 18 inches from the wall, come straight down, mm-hmm. and then they... Uh, then they're braced against your house too, so it, right. it's going to be more stable because you're pushing against the whole house. Yeah, but I mean, it's still there was no movement, no wiggle, and I was very happy with that. Like normal, any normal rack I've ever used has some sort of like left to right movement, front to back right. movement, something. There's no movement on those. Their uh, their plate stack lat pull down seated row tower, right? Awesome, just as good as the Rogue, way cheaper. Their scratch and dent deals. Basically come just like how their normal shit comes, because half the time it comes scratched up and shitty. Right. Which is my only beef with Titan is, like, I've had, like, random stupid shit that I did. Oh, really? That I haven't had from other companies. That's why I beef on Titan. But I have quite a few of their products, and I do like them. Their, J- their Roller J-Cups are the most affordable version of a Roller J-Cup you'll find, and they're they're right. pretty solid. Right. So, yeah, I, okay. Okay. I won't completely shit on Titan. Their combo rack sucks a bag of dicks. That was the version one, though. Anything yeah. version one Titan we've known. Like yeah. I've, I use the version one Titan SSB 
It sucks. I had it one. was dangerous. Yeah. It wasn't even very sucky. It was very dangerous to I've, use. I like, have, I've squatted over five on that, and it is like whippy. It's like a damn bamboo. It, bar it is. It is very dangerous um, because I did. <laughs> they don't so, even make that one anymore. Oh, though. good. Yeah. Well, they. Um, yeah, I've got. There's a video on my Instagram of me squatting five hundred on it. It's fucking scary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that one that was at Park West was mine. Oh, uh-oh. a little while. I thought we had. I don't. I thought my buddy Jerry bought one and put it in there. He had one there as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, they have uh, like they have that makeshift Cambridge SSB at Vasa, and I've used it a tw- time or two, yep. and it's that's awesome, pretty decent. Um, you're not going to put more than like three, four hundred pounds on it unless right. you're using calibrated plates. But it was still way the fuck more safe more than, that, than that uh, one. version one Titan one because I thought it was going to snap the one they have at Park West. Long story short. Y'all haven't paid me any money, and I've spent $1,000 on podcast equipment. So <laughs> click the damn affiliate links. <laughs> we got a number of them down there. Uh, currently, we, there's a Titan one. There's a Rep Fitness one, There, it, which, you know, Preston hates Rep Fitness. but I don't hate I like them. them. I've used one piece of their equipment. <laughs> I lied, two pieces of their equipment. Their bench was... We just had bad luck. I think we it was just circumstances. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? They replaced it every time. No big deal. It was just a pain in the ass and annoying. Yep. But I did use their calibrated deadlift or their calibrated bumper plates. I have set of those. I know. Yep. I yep. used them, remember, over the weekend. And I literally complimented them. Yeah. I said, these are nice. Yeah. Like, because we've used, uh, I've used the Olenkos. Yep. Because um, we had some at our old. And those ghosts at, were in there for a minute. And the ghost ones were in there. Like. Can't tell the difference. And it I can't you. tell the difference. Yep. I get it. I'm not a, a professional Weightlifter, weightlifter right. CrossFit Games athlete. I don't. But care. chances are, no one in this podcast. Yeah, nobody. Nobody's like it's not going to matter. And if you're trying to not destroy your floor well, at your home gym, well, that's their, the shit to go with. And their competition bumpers are within ten grams of weight, yeah. which is the whole point, anyway. Right. Um. But yeah, so we got Titan Rep Bells of Steel's on there, um, and then Vulcan Strength as well. The only thing of theirs I have is their store, their mass storage rack. Oh yeah, but it's like it's the one that my dumbbells are on. Oh, okay. It's sexy and it'll that save thing, you some money. Okay, compared so you want to talk about ones. some? And maybe Dan needs to do a virtual tour. Dan's got some beefy pieces of equipment. You like, know what? I just posted a twelve-minute video going through all my shit. Oh, really? On, on, on YouTube. the YouTube's? I, I will link that video on the YouTube. Y'all can see my video and follow us on YouTube, and uh, that'd be cool too. Maybe I'll make an appearance. I don't know. I'm camera shy <laughs> no um yeah no his like the equipment is just i've put nice. some time and money into it man I've, I've got i've had some shitty stuff and i've slowly upgraded things too right so. yeah no i i really like your your home gym setup yeah. i actually told hannah that night i said we need to go to dan's she we need to go to dan's there, and train yeah. and like she's like well what do you mean i'm like well that way we can get an idea of what we need and yeah. she's like well don't you have an idea i said i have an idea but like it'd be nice to have her input i need too, your input may, too because like you're gonna tell me of it. not to do something fucking yeah. foolish like i'll i will fucking spend a thousand dollars on a goddamn <laughs> transformer bar pressing you're an idiot i am already well you didn't tell me not to right like that's like me yeah like when we were lifting it was cool because you're like okay i like how you did this Ooh, i would do this thing a little different it just helps you know percolate right. the ideas you know you know lay it out kind of idea and i i'm 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 like a, a person who like Thank God I love my ADHD because I can just like sit there and zone out at whatever the hell I'm doing and start thinking about like and imagining um, like how stuff would look and lay out in a imaginary garage that right. I got to build. Like, and that's something that like I, I can do. Hannah can't do that. She can't picture, oh, well, if we take this wall out, what would it right. look like? I'm like, 
it would look like this. She's like, well, what do you mean? How can you do that? I'm like, you take this, you move it here. She's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, but my brain just works in that way where I can just visualize things yep. before they're done. Obviously, I'm not perfect. I'm not a savant, but I'm part idiot. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> I got, the savant part. I got the first part. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. I, I love having a home gym, but uh, it is not for casual worker outers. If you are a casual worker outer, go to a gym. Do not build a home gym. You will never use it. And if you build a home gym, you got to build it nice and make it a place you want to go. Otherwise, well, and that's what we were talking about. Is I said, no, we need to look at Dan's gym because we need to make it good. Like we well, want to go train there. So I tell you what, for me, made the biggest difference is, uh, and it's not something you think about. Is I had a lot of nice stuff in there, and I still just didn't really love using it. Right until I changed the lighting out. Yeah, that's what you said. You said all about the lighting, and I'm just For thinking me, to myself. For me, the lighting changed, and it felt like how a gym normally feels, and I could get in the mindset to like do shit by myself there. I think for me, um, because I'm one of the, I'm weird. Well, you, you, yeah, you're like dungeon boy. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, I'm not always in that mindset. I feel right. like I would want the lighting to like fit my mood, so I would want all of the lighting that right. you have, and then have the ability to kind of dim everything, turn it off, turn right. It off. Um. Because I do like it, and Hannah likes training in the light, too. It's yeah. something weird about being able to see shit when you lift. It <laughs> makes no sense to me. Make sure um, you put a mirror in there. Yeah, god damn it, need a mirror. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking mirror. Um, but no, it's like knowing what you need, knowing what you want You know what other, is very important. You know what other affiliate code I'm getting? Oh, uh, we got I, a, You got a whoop code. You didn't say anything about the whoop or the... You uh, know, I feel like we. this has been like... 20 minutes of me advertising stuff that if you know. click a link, I would I would make like $5 I think on. I, I don't know. I feel like we're just reviewing and talking about different products on different yeah. brands. Though. Yeah, we're garage gym reviewing it right here. Right. Um, but Gungner just <sighs> just hit me back and they're like, yeah, we'll get you into the affiliate program. You're approved, blah, blah, blah. I have to check my email and get it. But like I, that may be on here. It may be the next episode where I get that one up. Ooh. They have some sauce. Oh, I love like if their you, all If you can bar. squeeze. Oh, shit. I need to DM one of the, the guy I met in uh, Terre Haute who has every Kabuki bar Ooh. that has ever made because nice. he would be very interested in it because he bought the Kabuki plot twist. Did you know the Kabuki deadlift bar is shorter than they have it? They had it advertised on the on the internets. Like overall length or mm-hmm. plate distance? Overall length is like huh. four to six inches shorter. Interesting. Um, that's how I learned about this. This kid had he got one. I, I don't know how the fuck he got a hold of one, but he had one. Yeah. Took a picture and he was like, "Hey, so my bar is like four, four inches, inches shorter than what it says on the line." And he put was he the plate the, distance the same though. No, it was, it's a complete, like, it's a different bar than what they had online. So I don't know if they, I I don't know. If they change manufacturers. The website's different now, but how long did we said it was six inches longer than a Texas bar. So the the spacing between the plates was six inches longer than the Texas Mm -hmm. bar. I don't know about the overall length. Yeah. They They fixed it. So it's now now correct on the website, but it was different. Mm. And so it was like two inches shorter or something. And so he he like called him out on it, and they they ended up changing it. But he was I was like, no, it's this, and he showed me the picture. I'm like, oh, that's wrong. Interesting. So, so I wonder how far they were apart when I actually competed. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, you noticed it. 
Um, yeah, I noticed the difference, but I wonder if that's just because like I knew that there was a difference. Right. I I don't know. Um, but yeah, he would be he would be one that would like be all about the Gungner bar because he's like yeah. one of those guys who he wants the nice cool shit. Well, he's an engineer. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he like it, engineers. He has any, a fucking three D printer and three D prints his own fucking Jacobs and like sells <laughs> them on Etsy. Like the um like the uh the one that Ghost came out with for the Cambridge bar, oh, the Duffalo yeah. bar. Yeah. He's he like three D prints those those Jacobs and nice. like. He's a pretty cool dude. Um, he wanted, he invited uh, he invited us out there to. He's from Ohio, like Columbus oh, cool. area. Yeah, we should when we're at the Arnold swing by and say, "Hey, right. oh, fuck, I gotta um, go." The uh, yeah, I there's a couple people who are engineers who have seen my Gungner stuff, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's cool. That was really expensive, wasn't?" It? I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Yeah, the engineering on that would just that's expensive. <laughs> just to manufacture <laughs> like, it is like crazy." Well, and I just. This is just a vanity thing, but I just love how electrolyzed nickel coating looks. That, like, bronze sleeve coating. Um, And then for those of you that don't know, just look up Gungnir of Norway. That's G-U-N-G-N-I-R of Norway. It's named after the uh, Spear of Odin. Spear of Odin. Yeah, Gungnir. Um, They have a couple products. uh, Two dots over the U. They have, uh, yeah, if your keyboard may not make that, but Google will figure (laughs) it out. Um, so they have like an all arounder, so it's like a 28 millimeter all around kind of crossfit ish bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have like ones that fit standard plates too, which sucks that they spent time to do that instead of making a power bar, or a deadlift bar. Oh. Um, and then they have dumbbells, like plate loadable dumbbells, like you'd get at wherever, like basic ones. But the whole thing is their sleeves have built in collars. Right. So you may get a little flush of like I think it's up to three millimeters of of plate Move. movement just yeah. because of how it's it's designed it, it can't be totally snug. There's even yeah. distribution of those little notches. Yeah, but like even with that play, it, it ain't moving. Right. So it's here, so, it, cool. so the video, and we'll have to fucking repost it or something. Uh, the video you showed me of them yeah. loading the Gungner bar with eight hundred pounds. Making it vertical, yeah, and, then, and then they loaded another eight hundred. They suspended another eight hundred pounds from like the bottom part of the bar, and they're yeah, holding so, it with a fucking forklift. I'm so like, all right, well, that's the, what fucking- what it actually was. They had the dumblers, dumblers are what their dumbbells are. Oh, and they had plates on it with the collar set, and it's vertical, and then the forklift going underneath those the top part of that plate to where like it would pull the plates off if it didn't right hang, and then from the bottom they hung. The all-arounder bar with 800 pounds on Oh, it. is that what it was? And then they lifted it up, and basically that clip, that vertical pressure on the clip was 800-plus pounds, and it didn't move. And then people, you're like, oh, well, yeah, it's just statically, but what if you're dropping it and it's bouncing around? Then they started bouncing the forklift up and down, and the bar's whipping, and it doesn't right. fucking move. My only, so cool. My only one, it's not even a beef. It's just a minor inconvenience with the Gungner power bar is... Uh, what you can't deadlift with. It's just not like if you deadlift with it, um, at least with the steel plates, you pin the plates together. And so like it's really hard. At least for we, me, the I the issue had. we were having when we were doing that at the old gym is we had those rubber coated Troy plates and it was the rubber would kind of be over and get in the way. Oh. But I bet if it was straight steel it would be okay. Now that being said, the neural on it. My only complaint about yeah, that it doesn't bar have a lot of neural. Is the neural they they advertise it as a moderately aggressive neural, and it is like a light, commercial gym. It's like a light to moderate. It's neural. a very commercial gym, neural. and that was their original market is commercial gyms. Okay, but, but that makes sense. When I've talked to them before, they've talked about like power bar 
deadlift bar. I actually was talking to him at one point because I was going to try to get a barbell shaft made with an aggressive neural. That was oh, I remember you, you said that we were going to, you were going to like, you had a guy or we were going to assemble it ourselves or something. So, I mean, it's not that hard to swap out sleeves. And as long as the shaft is the right diameter, so if I got a 28 millimeter shaft, the problem is 28 millimeter is a weightlifting bar. Mm-hmm. I thought you were asking for the sleeves. Which is typically a moderate neural. So I was going to one company. They're a smaller company, but they I forget their name, and it's okay because they, they sucked at getting back to me. But they're like, they I think they just want the business. Right. So they, they were like, yeah, we can we can make a 28 millimeter bar with an aggressive neural. Right. I was like, fuck yeah. Do it. Let me know what it's going to cost. Let's make it happen. Um, and I followed up with them a couple times. They never responded back. It was super annoying. But they were really oh, cool. They were very responsive at first. And they were like, yeah, we Cerakote. Do you want Cerakote? Do you want Bear Cereal? I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do Cerakote. And they're like, hey, here's the website we pick our colors from. What color you want? And it was like 150 color options. Shit. I was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be awesome. And then I was like, hey, I want I want this color. And uh, let me know when when you can confirm that, like, yes, we can get a run of, like, like aggressive neural ones going. And they, they never got back to me. I checked in a couple other times. So my thought is their supplier or wherever they were getting it done, they needed to do, like, a 50 barbell batch or something. I was something. just about to say they probably you needed they a probably, minimum. Yeah, they, were pro- they probably just realized it wasn't going to be cost-effective to do a one-off. Yeah, no. Um, but, but prototypes are, like, the most expensive thing. But when I was talking to Gungner, they said once they got enough supply, which they're at now, um, they would sell me just the sleeves. So then you could just slap it on. And they were like, just bear in mind, you're talking about a power bar. These are made for 28 millimeter bars. Right. They're not going to work on a 29 millimeter bar, like a 28 and a half or anything like that. Interesting. Um, Which, yeah. Right. But at some point, they they're succeeding enough that yeah. I don't doubt that they will make a power bar at least, and then maybe a dead like. Start if, with the power bar, then you go to the specialty bars. What they should do here's what they should do. Kabuki needs to get their ass out of there. They over should there to Norway. They should Gungner should go to Rogue, and they should say, "Look, we have a patent on this. It's bad fucking ass. We will license it to you." Put it on whatever fucking barbell you want. Give us a cut. Right. They would immediately make so much more money because Rogue pushes out so much more product than they do. Right. Just the licensing alone, I'm sure they would make more than what they make well, right now. Well, look at um, look at all the different brands, if you want to call them brands, on the Rogue's website. You have yep. Nike on there. You have You're about Kabuki. to have Ghost Strong on there. Ghost is getting ready to be on there. Um, I think there's Rebands some there. Reeboks on there. Um uh, I think Titan. There's some like lower end band bars. Uh, West Side Barbells got their bars, their equipment yep. there. Like, there's some like there. Are... The stone molds are from Slater. Are there mm-hmm. the stone molds from Hybrid? Are there the um, um, the Denny Stones? Are there? Yeah, or they're whatever the hell the replicas or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, they. Uh, God, can you wrote... imagine being the delivery guy delivering a Denny Stone? Dude, my UPS guy's got to fucking hate me. <laughs> I was just right. thinking. I was. I was there. Dude, you're gonna have to like tip him or give him. Dude, something. I was there when they delivered my my clubs from Great Lakes Gira. So that's yeah. my 45, my 85, and my 100 pound club. Christ. He was like, "What the fuck is in this?" <laughs> I was like, "It's a 100 pound club." He's like, "A what?" <laughs> I was like, "Hold on, you got a thing? I'll show you." And I showed him. He goes, "Holy shit! What do you do with that?" I'm like, "Well, nothing yet, but <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to swing it around and shit." <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I. 
Man, I mean, I felt bad when my FedEx drivers would deliver my protein. Like, I would get these enormous tubs of protein, and I would order, like, 300 pounds worth of fucking protein. And I would feel bad for my delivery driver. I'd give yeah. him, like, a free energy drink or some shit sometimes. <laughs> I'd feel bad in the summertime. Bro, you want a Powerade? Bro, you want a, you want a bang or something? Oh, my God. Can we talk about... What? My out, uh, out working out outside right now. Oh, yeah. So... So this is, this is day 25 on 75 Hard with me. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing real good. But holy shit. Oh, you have to do is, a workout outside, don't you? Yeah, you need two 45 minutes or more workouts outside every day. Um, one of them, or two, one of them has to be outside. So I usually just walk either with my weighted vest or uh, me and Ellen walk almost every night. Uh, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's nice. It's a cute little couple We get things. to catch up. Um, but yeah, today it is, it is right now 100 degrees outside and it is like 8 o'clock at night. Right, I actually want to know what the temperature is now because I, uh, I've been complaining when all I left fucking the week gym, about the weather. When I left the gym, my car said 105. When I got home, it said 100. My car said 101. Yeah. It, it currently feels like 107. I can vouch for that because I just walked outside in that shit. It is currently hotter here than it is in Chico, Texas. Dude, I was just saying that, so I, I still have Clemens, North Carolina on there from when I lived in North Carolina mm-hmm. on my phone. It's fucking are, hot here, man. We are nine degrees hotter here than it is in Clemens, North Carolina. So right I've, I I freaking hate the heat. I really do. It's like the worst thing in the it's world. Rough. Everybody always asks me, like, Preston, why would you want to move to Texas? You literally hate it. It's hotter here. Freedom! Some, right? <laughs> well, it's hotter here than it is in Texas a lot of times. Yeah. Um, well, in Texas is definitely a drier climate. Than that this is not too. A, not not North Texas. North Texas uh, is humid really? as fuck. Well, they still get all those tornadoes. Oh, that makes sense. Um, so they get a lot of humid. I uh, the east side of Texas is more humid. The west side is desert. Gotcha. Um, and that's just due to its proximity to uh, the Pacific Ocean and the that like that right. wind that that, w- that little sense. fucking climate area. Um, but yeah, it's it's really hot here in Indiana, and well, I. Yeah, I just wanted to bitch about sweating because I had to walk outside today. (laughs) That's it. 75 hard. This is the first time I was like, wow, this is hard. Oh, really? Yeah. How's the reading going? Fine. You reading it? What are you reading? I'm a slow reader, but uh, 10 pages ain't. I can get through 10 pages a day. Oh, it's 10 pages. I thought it was 100 pages, like every week or something. It's 10 pages a day. Oh, you can do 10 pages Um, a day. If you can't do... Everyone can do 10 pages a day. If you can't do 10 pages a day, like, please come talk to me, and, like, I will read them to you. Well, and and, uh, and that's the thing, like, people, like, they'll look at things, and they're like, oh, that's not... That's not that hard. It's like, well, yeah, each of these things individually isn't that hard. But You gotta build them into your routine. Well, in, in doing all four or five of them every day... For 75 days, collectively, it's right. hard. You might be a really avid reader. Like, I enjoy reading, but I am not a fast reader. So right. for me, 10 pages a day I can get through, but it's not nothing for me because I am I have dyslexia. I'm a slow reader. Right. Um, but, you know, drinking the gallon of water days for me is the harder of the things. Um, and following a diet, like I am following a macro-based diet, but it's – easy because I was maintaining and now my goal is to gain up to 275. Right, it'd be a little but, harder if you're cutting. But it's still a it's still a structured thing I have to commit to doing every day cuz the point of it isn't ooh let's get in good shape like that's an a side effect of it for most people. But the whole point of it is to get used to doing mundane but productive tasks 
in all different facets of your life for 75 days straight. And if you can do that, you will be tough enough to figure out how to do fucking anything you want to do. Well, he's got so he's got the seventy five hard, and yeah. then he's got I think he's got a ninety day hard. I think he's so, got a the power list is kind of the next. Is that it? it, it yeah, and then he's it's it's episode sixteen on the MFCEO project. It's an old motherfucking episode. Mm-hmm. So my thing when it comes to like routines is, um, and I learned this in business um, when I was when I had like bad habits I had of you know just kind of being lazy or something stupid. Um, Everybody says 90 days, 90 days is all you need to make a big change. You know, three months of consistent bullshit, you know, yeah. doing the same fucking thing with that same routine is how to create a habit. So you do yep. 75 hard plus 20 days, 15 days. Right. There, you're at 90 days. I'm pretty sure if you can go 75 days with doing it, you can go n- another 15 more days. Well, so the very interesting thing, too, is is everyone talks about motivation, um, and how like, oh, you know, blah, blah. but then people are like, motivation is fleeting. Dedication is what gets you there. And that's true. But dedication without a reward very difficult. dies out. But if you're on day one or day two doing 75 hard or whatever you're trying to do and you fuck up, you're like, ah, it was only two days I wasted. It's fine. I'll start over. But once you're like, like me, 25 days in today, it's like you have enough momentum now. So it's like motivation matters, but motivation fades. Dedication will let you keep getting the result, but dedication will start building momentum. And once you have momentum, you will be more motivated to do your shit. Right. And, and that's and that, I feel of, like that momentum piece is what people miss. And that's why yeah. most people fail is because they don't realize that's a piece that you need, but you have to be dedicated long enough to build that piece or it'll never happen. Right. And I kind of, I, I you know, I agree with that. I think... It is, it's easy to start off strong mm-hmm. because you're motivated. You're super excited about it. And then as time goes on, you're like, ah, I don't know about this, man. This is a fucking annoying, tedious task. Right. Here's my thing. Life is full of really annoying, tedious tasks. And the sooner you get comfortable with them, the better. Like The better you and more productive you'll be. People as want, an adult. Yeah. People want big, magical shit to be what causes the change, but it's the mundane, stupid shit. Right. Over and over for the rest of your life that'll get you to well, crazy well, places. Well, and I deal with this at work, and I can't like verbalize it enough. I don't know if I don't possess the vocabulary or what, but think about when you were a kid, and you had these stupid fucking responsibilities and chores that you had to do as a kid. Yep. Doing, di- doing the dishes, taking the trash out. Like, yeah, so that you do those as a kid so that when you're an adult, they, you get it. Yeah. Like, it's not like this culture shock, like, wow, I have to do the dishes, I have to tra- do the trash. Because, yeah, those are annoying, mundane chores that you need to do to not be a dirty fucking piece of shit. Right. Like, doing the once, dishes is really and then, damn annoying. And then once those are things that you do habitually, you don't have to think about them, it's just right. shit that's a part of your life that gets done, then you can start putting your attention on bigger priorities and cooler things that then after you mm-hmm. do them long enough become part of the habit, right. and then you can see how that builds to the point where, like, your day-to-day shit is day-to-day shit that creates some huge waves in your life and your success. Right. Did you uh, did you ever watch that video of the former Navy SEAL giving the uh, motivate the, the speech the, to the graduate the students thing? to make yeah. the bed? Yeah. The, like, the most mundane task is an accomplishment. Right. Think about if you go through the day and you accomplish 10 tasks on your list, you feel like you actually did something. Right. Where, where, no matter how mundane or monotonous they are, like, 
you accomplished a task. Right. It's, I mean, I'm not real good at doing my, doing my, making my uh, bed in the morning, but I'm also not the last one to get out of the bed. Right. Um, just make it over. They love that shit. Oh, yeah. Sure. Are you making the bed around me? Right. Are you but trying like, to say I'm lazy? <laughs> but think about it. Like, you, you accomplish, you know, you've got a chore yeah. list of all these chores you need to do. And you're like, well, I need to do these all. And this is how I am, at least. I have all these chores and responsibilities. Like, need to get done within this seven-day window or this right. three-day window. I could spread them out. Yeah. And then I have to think about them all day. I got to get this done after work. God damn it. I don't want to do that after work. Or for me, I try to front end everything as much as I can and get it all done as much. Like, so like if I've got dishes and I've got trash and I've got laundry that I've got to get done in the next three days, um, I don't want to go home every day from work and do a chore. Right. Like I got the motivation today. I'm going to go home. I'm going to cook a ton of food. I'm going to do my laundry and fold my laundry. And there we go. I'm not, I don't have to fucking think about it until next week. I posted a little bit on on this uh, today on Twitter. I'm starting to use my Twitter more. Oh yeah, um, I need to get back on that. I and, always forget. And uh, I posted kind of along the getting shit done piece, but like I feel like it is easy for people to get in their headspace of like some bad or shit happened today or like some inconvenience that really just bugged you the whole day right. is there. Um, and I'm trying to kind of shift my mindset. I have like it's it's three things right now that I try to do every day. Uh, 75 hard is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing I get. Those are little things, but that's like one goal is to complete that. Cause if you miss any of those pieces, it's just fucking not there. Um, and that is building habits. That's a very productive thing in my life. Right. Second thing is I try to get five programs done a day that I'm programming for. Cause I at least have an idea of what I'm programming for people next week. And then based on their feedback, I'll like Adjust. fine tune it. But in that way I'm done with my shit you know, before the weekend and I'm not hustling for it on the weekend. So it's super productive. And when I'm done with my shit for the week, I can start looking at other things like taking online classes on things, working through some different certifications I've been working on, but it requires me to get five of those programs done a day to where the rest of my week, I have time to do that shit. Right. Um, And then the third thing is like whatever household chores need to be done. I'm doing. So those are my three, three big rocks of the day right now. I'm sure they'll evolve and change as I go. But those three things allow me to be productive because I can work better. My mind's clear when shit's clean at the house. Um, when my programming is done for the week, I can start moving to my next level shit. But I can't do that shit until I get this shit done. Right. And then that 75 hard thing is very much a sense of accomplishment, which helps build momentum. So those are my three things. And for me, I feel like everyone needs to have a couple things like that per day that create momentum Because even if it's a day where, like, bad shit happens, like, oh, I lost my job today. Oh, I got in a car crash. Stuff that can make your whole day be like, fuck, this sucks. If that happens to me, it's like, fuck, it sucks. But at the end of the day, if I got my three shits done. Right. You don't have to fucking do it. Right. I'm I'm like, you know what? Good day, bad day. There is no good day, bad day. There's the day where I got those three things done. And there's a day where I didn't. Anything well, else that happens doesn't matter. Well, think about, I got my shit done. Think That's about you matters. procrastinating, and I'm a bad procrastinator. But so think about it. I have a really shitty day at work. Work is just fucking garbage. You know, I got punched in the face several times by a kid or something. You know, shouldn't have said that, man. Right? Shouldn't have said that. He wouldn't have hit you. Right. Well, so you know, I get home and I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm just mentally and physically exhausted. And then I look and I've got this pile of clothes now. I got to fold. And uh, you know, I've got I don't got any clean clothes. I've got a, a dirt, hamper full of dirty laundry. Well, fuck. Right. I, I, like, you never know when you're going to have an unpredictable unpre- bad day. You're going to hit a speed bump, hit a road bump. Something's going to be overwhelmingly stressful. Right. And so not having those controllable stressors, uh, you know, weighing on you. 
Well, you, and you know, it's going to be very if you, beneficial. If you had a shitty day, but your goal is to get your chores on, say it's the laundry or whatever, if your goal is to, no matter what happens today, I get this thing done. If you get that thing done, you got your shit done. Now the bad thing doesn't seem quite as bad because, like, hey, I still got my shit done. Right. That's that's kind of where my frame of mind has been, like, this last month or so, and I feel like it's getting a lot better to get more shit done than normally would because normally, like you said, I'd be getting home and trying to do all this shit after I could have done it all day. Right. And it just sets you up to be behind instead of ahead. Right, and then and so that's kind of what I'm I'm finding it's helping me do – you know, the one downside to doing everything front end load is it does affect my sleep. I stay up longer doing all these chores. But, you know, accomplishing something, I'm like, all right, I got at least this done. All right, now I can go to bed early. Right. You know, I, that, that's the thing is I'm trying to figure out how to, how to become more efficient in my day so that way I'm not wasting an hour here, 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, and then fuck, I look up and, oh, shit, I've, had I not fiddle farted around with this, this, and this today, I could have been in bed two hours ago. Right. Kind of deal. And, that, and that's now like my life is now revolving around how do I maximize my sleep? Yep. And I think lifters need to probably try and think that way yep. because I know there are a lot of kids out there, you know, that, um, that hustle mentality. I think who the hell was, it? I think David Goggins posted about it and was just like, no, it's, it's, um, it, it's not, it's not beneficial long-term. That hustle mentality is very toxic. No. It's too much too soon. For and, most it, people. you know, because I was that people person. People hit it hard for like three weeks and then you're you done. You burn it. You yeah. burn You burn the candle at both ends and you, you know, what is that? The the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I was that person. I was like, You see like, it with fuck. lifting. You see it with nutrition. You see it with literally yeah. any aspect in life. Like, one of the things I could do is I would be like, fuck this. And I did it when I worked in finances. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, I, I, I know what I got to do to accomplish this, I've got to put in all these hours. The hours have to be put in to hit these benchmarks. Well, if I put in 100 hours a week, I can now shrink my timeline of being able to, you know, click over a certain dollar amount right. in a year. I can do that in, I can do that in a couple months. Right. Why 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 wait? What the fuck's the time to wait? Like, it's like I'm young and it's like you can but your quality of work for those hundred hours goes down pretty. Well, my hard quality of life was very, um, very, very bad. Like I was a very not, I was not a person that you wanted to be around because you never knew what my temperament was. Right. Um. You never knew like, how the stress. Right. And you never knew how drunk I was. <laughs> that was the other issue. Is I just drank all the time. You did. He was always drunk. I never drank around with you that much. No. When we lived in Indy. No. But. All right. Well, you we see are, anything good we real, are, real quick before we hop ooh. off? Thor Love and Thunder comes out this week. Oh, I'm going to see that for sure, for sure. Probably Friday matinee. I might weasel out of work. I'm trying to think what we saw. <laughs> I think we watched something this weekend. Oh, we watched uh, Black Phone. Is that good? Hannah and I were debating on whether to good. watch it. Oh, really? Pretty good, yeah. yeah we're, it, we it's were... more thriller than horror, but it's uh, good. Okay. Yeah, we were, we were debating on that one. All right, I gotta piss, and we're at a minute ten or an hour ten, um, so we're gonna bring this sucker home for a landing again. Definitely swing by the affiliate links if you're looking at buying anything from for your home gym. Feel free to click through those. Uh, we also have our macro factors and other things. Click through the description. You can find Preston on Instagram at psac sixteen and me at strongman underscore dan. Hop over and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to this. Until next time.